we could go one of two ways. We could go the sleep study way where we just put people to sleep or we could uh, just try to piss people off. So there you go. Let's just be ourselves and piss people off. Combine them and put people to sleep and then give them bad Sleep angry. (laughs) Go grab grab some of those Greg jokes that hit the cutting floor and bring them back. (laughs) Fuck you, Catholic Church. Let's go. Welcome to Atlas Bach, the weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podcoin, or wherever you get your sparkling clean podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. This is episode 61 entitled Cleaning with Atlas Bach. Wait, you know what? I don't want to start with that because I haven't said hello. So, um, all right, three, two, one. Welcome, Bacher Nation. This is to uh, la, 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 la. three, two, one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this, this maybe if we did a longer camp, maybe five. Four, three, maybe that'll 25, help. 25, 24, <laughs> 23, 22, number nine, number nine, number nine. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, Bacher Nation. We're so happy to have you here on this beautiful early spring, mid-spring, kind of mid-spring day. GK, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm coming to you live and remote from the great city of Brotherly Shove, Jack's hometown, Philadelphia. Yes. We just did like all the cliches. Gonna fly now. Bon Jovi song in there somewhere? No. You could mention Wawa and maybe a soft pretzel. Yeah, and while we're recording this, my car's being broken into. There you go. We've hit them all. Swag, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. I say Larry slash Swag. How are you doing this morning? Doing good. Doing good. Good to see you, gentlemen. Good to see you. Thank you. Being very generous this morning. I like that. He called us gentlemen, guys. That's good. It's early. J-Lo, look at the sunshine and the smile. It's great to see you this morning. How are you? I'm doing well. You guys are looking fine this morning. Happy to see you. Thank you. Thank you very much. There's a lot of love in this podcast today. Right? Exactly. Except for your name. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get into that later. This is uh, our 61st asterisk game. And I just want to uh, understand what you like. What do you think the asterisk in our world is for? Any ideas? Hmm. Are, Too early. Are we on a list with like real podcasts? <laughs> it's funny. Like, uh, so I've been I've been really listening to a lot of other podcasts now. And, and, and what is specifically Podcoin? Because Podcoin, you can actually go and see how many people listen to your podcast, who they listen to, or who they are, who they listen to. And then I can see other podcasts and who's listening to them. And I I mean, I'm looking at stuff like, I looked at a podcast where it's uh, three guys, 
just sit around reading Craigslist ads <laughs> and making fun of it. <laughs> and it blows. It's it's not even funny. It's it's uh, called Dregs on Craigs. They suck. They re- they're not good. They're not funny. They think they're funny, which kind of made me a little nervous. Yeah, I was going to say. Everybody's having that same conversation about the four of us right now. You're saying it's no Hello Akron. Yeah, oh. You are. You know, and I've been listening to one of the other uh, podcasts on that list that I mentioned, along with Hello Akron. It's the Bad Butter podcast. Uh, so I might share some clips of that with you guys coming up soon, too. Uh, you know, I hope you do. I, I think that's great. Bad Butter. It's good to know the competition. Mm-hmm. You know, the more it we is. can learn about the riveting podcasts around us. I, I get to see all the podcasts that went up on the site the same time we did. I get to see all their listeners. I get to see all our listeners. And, you know, we did We did have two people that actually listened to, you know, seven or eight in a row. And I thought, oh, they they get it. They get it. They must have been, I don't know, maybe they slept through the first part of the podcast and woke up and actually thought it was pretty good. But then I was like... <laughs> Looking at this stuff, like there's there's a podcast of someone saying cleaning with Laura, which she says in the description, put this on while you're cleaning your house and we can have some fun together. So she plays music and they have jokes and whatnot. And she had like 25 people listening to that. Mm. <laughs> and and we had eight. Mm. Wow. And I thought we like we we are so bad. It's not even funny. Like someone who is a, a house cleaning companion podcast gets more listens than we get. Mm. It was very humbling. Well, people do clean their house. She might be onto something there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe we just change the name to Cleaning with Atlas Bob. Yeah, that, see, we now could. Joe, now you're thinking how Joe's getting in the game, or Atlas Bob Laura. <laughs> right, we would have to find out what part, what's the hot button. Yeah, in her. Um, I think I have come up with the asterisk though. I'm going to make the first suggestion of today's podcast on what the asterisk should be for our 61st episode. And it should be something along the line, you know, this number 61 asterisk, and then the disclaimer at the bottom will be, although it's objectively true that they've done 61 episodes, only 20 of them are actually listenable, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. 20 or so, maybe less than 20. 20 is a little (laughs) high. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Give or take. I'd say we, I think we started to hit our stride around the mid 30s. That's when I, that's, that's when I feel like we started to hit our stride. God knows I did. And that's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that is one problem that the, the listener of the podcast apps actually chooses do I want the oldest on top or the newest on top? Mm -mm. Which I always try to say, hey, go to the newest on top, like default to that. But now there is an option that we could break it up into season. So we could have season one, season two, season three. So I vote for that. Uh you you vote oh, for yeah. that. Well, yeah. Gotta, don't you think that would make them more likely to go back to the old stuff first? Maybe. People are so trained to binge watch. Not if we put a, a serious disclaimer. Uh, right. I'm thinking that we should change the description of the show and lead with, <laughs> don't listen. Please don't. Maybe we should renumber them. <laughs> like reverse can, all the numbers. I was say, can you break it up and, and say good ones and not so good ones? <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, the only problem let, with that is they wouldn't get any of the inside jokes. Then they just come, you know backwards to them each time that would be a little uh, uh frustrating you know uh, again i you know i always say if if they can make it through some of those then we definitely got a uh we definitely got a listener if they can make it through some of the early ones i say we reverse order them we keep this number 61 and then we take all the older ones and in the last week's become 62 
And then starting with next week, we start counting backwards. Next week's going to be episode 160 and then 159. So then your your uh, asterisk becomes the, the fulcrum where it changes. Yeah. And in five years, we'll have, you know, number one episode that we can be proud of. <laughs> anyway, um, we just, we suck bad. So, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to bad butter, though. Oh, um, it's good. Good stuff. Like that. Yeah. Eye opening. So let's get let's get let's hey, let's start shedding listeners right now. Let's get right to the scores. There we go. And um hey, so we've been following um the Philadelphia experiment, which I called the Philadelphia experience last week. Yep. I, I was like, Hey, that's that's kinda cool, but I don't know why that came out or not. I mean I've I've only said Philadelphia experiment like three thousand times in my life, but why did many of your ex- mistakes pop out? Who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> part yeah, of your charm. Yeah. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. I had noticed. Yes. So the Philadelphia experiment <laughs> this morning shit sucks, guys. So mm-hmm. the Philadelphia experiment was in a close one with the forty seven blossoms, but um the blossoms wilted later in the week and Philadelphia Experiment looks to walk away with yet another win, a convincing win, and continues to make his role towards the playoffs. Good looking team. Good looking team. Guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep, eight and one. I'm in good shape at the very least. Yep, yep. We're just kind of moving through some of the boring games till we get to some of the more interesting games. So, <laughs> uh, and another boring game: the Dreamers beating the Punks, you know, mercilessly. Uh, continue their role and as the number one team in, mm-hmm. in every sense of the word in this league. Now, it was funny. I had a an exchange with Eldon. Mm. He's getting a little snippy. He put something up on the website I saw where he talked about his team and and kind of threw through shade across the league. Mm. We had last week. We had Dusty and and Eldon. Um, uh, communicating with Greg and and kind of thumbing their noses a bit and trying to figure out how the playoffs are going to play out on week eight. I think someone should educate these two on the curse of the first place team. Uh-huh. Or should maybe we shouldn't educate them. Let them learn it by bitter experience. School of hard knocks. That's right. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to go with that. I think that's fantastic. Let's move on. So uh, we'll just, let's see if the if it still holds true, it's been a pretty ruthless curse. That's right. Definitely uh, the best team at the moment, though. No doubt about it, folks. Of course, if they're not aware of it, maybe it won't actually work. Listen to Jack making distancing himself from being the best team so as not to go get the curse. This the guy who doesn't believe in luck. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's pretty transparent. I think every listener in Bacher Nation knows that, Greg. Don't you oh, yeah. Like, of they, course. They, yeah, yeah. Okay. So now there's some interesting stuff going on. I, you know, I, I don't know which way to go, but I, I'm going to go with, I think, one of the most exciting teams around right now, Mr. Blonde's Heroes. Mm. Holy shit. Um, the, the youth have arrived, and this is, this is now the third week in a row that Greg's team has really shown some, some serious pop, and it's not just the twin staff now. I mean, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a team with some serious offensive firepower, and even the, the elder statesman of the team, Andrew McCutcheon, yeah, have a good uh, year. as the top offensive scorer yep. so far this week. I mean, this is this team looks great. The Trash Panthers had no chance uh, right out of the gate. Are they your new favorite team? They're my new favorite team. Oh, nice. Thank you, Jack. I'm, yep, I'm switching allegiances. I um, Who was your previous favorite team? It, it was Mikey, the lethal injection, but no longer. Now my new favorite team is Blondies. I said, hence your name. Hence my name. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, at the at this point, um, nothing would, would make me more excited than to see uh, uh, a team that 
you know, all of us completely counted out actually making a run towards the playoffs. And Blondie's had one of the top scores the last couple of weeks now. And again, it's a lot of young guys. You know, it's uh, it's exciting. And I, I still have Hiora and Brendan Rogers on my bench. You know, they're they're starting to get uh, in the rhythm, but I wanted to make sure they were going to get regular at bats. But that's beautiful. Congratulations, Thank you. man! Your Thank your genius you. on display this looks looks great. Looks great. It took four years. Patience, <laughs> right, right, exactly, Thank you. exactly. And then the the team that is uh, linked very closely with Mister Bond's heroes is the Crispy Chickens, and the Crispy Chickens in what I would consider the most exciting game of the week. Mm-hmm. It is now uh, versus Lethal Injection. It's essentially they are essentially tied going into Sunday. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Uh, it's been a few weeks since we had a game like this, and um, I, I hope it doesn't come down to a couple of players sitting and that cratering a score. I hope this is a, a slugfest to the very end. I mean, they're, they're lighting up the scoreboard. I, I hope it doesn't come down to Scott, um, you know, failing to make a switch or Jack for failing to execute a proposed switch and, oh. and Scott being asleep at the switch and not even realizing <laughs> it and relying upon, you know, somebody to do the right thing. Let's hope it doesn't come to that down to that folks. Well, there there has been a lot of just a lot of talk back and forth. I mean, this has been a very polite league. I mm-hmm. mean, as as unsavory as we all seem, it's actually quite a gentlemanly league. People, I mean, I mean, Joe even pointed out earlier in the week whenever he communicates on the board, he says please and thank Aww. you. Uh, true statesman when it comes to interacting with the team, absolutely. And then we have um, these brash, snot nosed dreamers that come on <laughs> and just uh, you know point out every misstep that. You know, it's a tough job that, you know, Jack's got a lot of things going on in his life. He might miss something every once in a while. Very demanding as well. Just very demanding. And, and yeah, they, uh, they're they not nice people. Typical Californians, right? <laughs> <laughs> Self-centered, full of themselves, arrogant. Better than everyone else. You're with right. a, with lacking in substance. Come on, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is a hell of a game. The, um, Scotty, Mikey had a, a pretty good luck on this a, a couple of days ago. Scott's had a, a huge couple of days to to get back into it. But um, again, two of the top few scores in the league, and um, it's going to be a, a you know an interesting uh, again. Scotty being the 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 team trying to hold off Greg at this point, so um, obviously he wants to see a win. Greg would uh, obviously like to see him lose. Mm-hmm. You know, watching this game is is when I kind of realized that, along with a couple other things. But you know, Mike's in my division, so we're getting to the the reality of the playoffs now, and uh, I'm no longer fucking rooting for him. I would love to see the crispy chickens win, <laughs> separate a little distance between me and Mike. As much as I'd like to see Greg uh, gain a game, I'd I'd probably rather see myself gain a game at this point. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun Sunday. I'm gonna be on the edge of my seat. I mean, it's it's an important game for me all. Of- of a sudden this is great and then we we move to our final game of the week and um i think we should all congratulate ourselves on behalf of joe that we somehow <laughs> broke the curse mm-hmm. I mean, but i just don't, i don't know specifically what we did i mean we talked about so many ways to break the curse to unlock the potential of reared metal i i i think we all missed one main factor the the breaker of the curse was the playing pops the schedule maker yes <laughs> 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 had we had we all looked at the schedule for next week, we could have uh, we would have made up some really fun different uh, curse breakers. Because let's mm. be honest, here chances are if uh, if you're in a, a bad way with your squad, there's nothing like a seven days against pops to get you out of it. <laughs> oh, well, I, I I kind of secretly hoped that Joe 
had changed his name to Max Seven because I really became enamored with Greg's Scottish take of on, on Max Seven for the few of you that actually heard it. So, Greg, could you give us a, a, a just a Scottish Max Seven? Oh, like Max Seven! Oh, taking <laughs> Max Seven. Uh, that's my Sean Connery version of it. Yeah, I was going to say. Have mix seven, lads. Mix seven is out playing against Mark seven. <laughs> We're all Celts, but, and we all hate the British, but uh, it's the Max versus the Mix, don't you know? <laughs> I love it. I was doing exercises all week long, figuring he was going to, Joe was going to change his name to Al Gore as my grabby uncle. <laughs> I really thought about it, but I couldn't think of a good picture. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then I, I, when he didn't change it, I looked this I literally looked this morning and said, oh, thank God. Okay. So it's just weird metal. So we can go with the Max 7 day <laughs> and uh, make it happen. So. But yeah, no, great week for Joe and, and what he almost fourteen points at this point out of uh out of the Padres. Again, whether that continues or not, I guess is is questionable, but a I'm huge week for staff this week. Well, and credit to Joe, really. I mean, we were all talking about how to break the curse and maybe he should trade this player or change his name. Yeah. But honestly, I I was I'm always looking to make a potential move and I was looking I made Joe an offer that I I knew he probably wouldn't take because I, I don't think it was good enough. I tried to take advantage of Joe too, Greg. Well, I, and I looked <laughs> up and down his, as I was looking over his roster to say, okay, what's the missing ingredient? What might my team have in Uh-oh. by way of a, a current player that would fill a need for Joe? And there's nothing. His team is from top to bottom, lights yeah. out ahead of yeah. my team He's and, and most teams. Bench. And it's like, there are no weaknesses on this team. There are no players or missing pieces that he needs. Uh, I have nothing really to offer. Well, you know what that means, then. What? It's, it's the manager. We have to fire the manager. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. How do you fire yourself? And then if you did fire yourself, who would be on our podcast moving forward? Who would play Joe? Yeah. Who would, who would take oh. over Joe's team if Joe fired himself? As Can it the- be anybody? Can it be like, you know, could A-list celebrity or... Would- <laughs> Ed Harris. <laughs> Or not bad. I yeah no I I, yeah, I would like to, I'm, I'm interested in oh, Joe's opinion. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to picture Joe with Joe Madden glasses on right now, and it strangely works. Yeah, it does. It's not horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, actually, Joe, I liked when your team was. Yeah, I actually liked when your team was losing because you actually <laughs> talked more. Now you're back into like silent Joe mode. Yep. What happened? He doesn't want to piss off the fantasy gods. They're back. I'm just uh, looking at all these teams scoring 50 points, and I can't get out of the mid 40s. It's there uh, we go. There we okay. go. That, all right. Welcome back. Doesn't look good for next year. <laughs> Chicken Little is back. You were a little looser when you were just. You had no hope. Now you have this glimmer of hope. And your ass <laughs> is that what it is? And, yeah. I don't yes. want to insult anybody. Don't want to. Drive away any potential trade partners. Okay, well, let's go ahead and take a drink uh, or take a break and get a drink. Um, and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to hear we're going to hear some on the couch talk with with GK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in a minute.
Welcome back, bots. And we want to start off by hearing about a near miss. GK talked about passing on a near disastrous trade. He wants to share that with the nation. So, GK, what what happened? This is a deeper issue, guys. This has developed into something much more than a near miss and a bad trade. Uh It's causing me a crisis of conscience now at this point. I really have begun to buy into the idea that Tim is some sort of an evil puppet master with his hand at play. Oh. And although I'm I'm glad that my team is starting to show some signs of life because of the distinct possibility that Tim is diabolically engineering something, mm-hmm. uh, I feel less proud because I think to myself, is this the result of my own wisdom, patience, and effort? Yes. Or has Tim House somehow ra- arranged this? And then intervene to save me from myself. <laughs> yeah, yes. If only. Let's start out with the trade aspect, and then I'll give it to you guys in chronological order. So on um, whatever day it was, Tuesday, Wednesday, when I, I texted you guys, maybe Thursday, I had made a trade offer to another member of the of the league for a catcher. And I, ha- I, I, I concocted this possible trade one late night, sent it, and then I just kind of was waiting, not overly excited about it, but thought it would be fun if it happened. And my intent was to trade for Wilson Contreras. The owner of Wilson Contreras is on this podcast, is he not? He he is. I see them right there, Your Honor. J-Lo. But did you get any such trade offer from me, Joe? I did not. That's because in my haste, instead of Wilson Contreras, catcher for the Chicago Cubs, I entered into a trade negotiation for Wellington Castillo, catcher for the Chicago White Sox. Not the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> literally not the same player and in in caliber not the same player true and so the end the uh current owner of wellington castillo is none other than pops that is true this is gonna get good yes so i offered to pops um, ahmed rosario and kyle schwarber hmm? for wellington castillo plus i offered him one of the picks that i acquired in a recent trade <laughs> so ahmed rosario Granted, he's not exactly living up to his high, his high elite prospect status. Yeah, he's young, and, and even though he doesn't have a lot of pop in his bat, he's on pace for like ninety RBIs, whatnot. And he's a young guy. Definitely one of the guys you shouldn't count out at this point by any means. He's doing well. He he, he could be like grow into his power twenty six. Absolutely, 26. Josh Bell. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't don't go that far. I mean, fucking Josh Bell is like Javi Baez, light. Yeah, a lot of guys that were giving up on it at twenty two that are becoming fucking badasses by twenty five is uh, right, bad. right, right. So so he's he's good, and I mean he's a major league shortstop. He's an everyday shortstop, yeah. and I was thinking yeah. you know pops could use him, you know, and then Schwarber again. Not the, the Schwarber is Pops's. That's the epitome of Pops's players. Schwarber and I offered him a pick for this Wellington Castillo. When I realized what I had done, I looked at Wellington Castillo. And I was like, "Wait a second, what was I thinking?" And then I realized it was Wilson Contreras that I was trying to get. Wellington Castillo is hitting like one seventy mm. with three home runs. <laughs> yeah. So I was saved possibly by the baseball gods, or so I thought at the time mm. when when Pops rejected my offer encountered apparently uh, an elite prospect major league everyday shortstop and Kyle Schwarber and a pick weren't enough for Pops's catcher hitting 170 with three home runs. Holy shit. Seriously? <laughs> he rejected and counter offered. Wow. His counter offer was uh, he wanted Abed Rosario. He wanted the pick, but instead of Schwarber, he wanted, uh, 
Eugenio Suarez, my 100-point third baseman from the Reds. <laughs> For, Cal- for Wellington Castilla. Wow. And so, you know, I came, I was like snapped back into reality and I quickly rejected the offer and there's been no further negotiation because I don't want, I don't want Wilson or Wellington Castillo. I wanted Wilson Contreras. Right. But then, and, and I felt kind of a, an elation, you know, a euphoria, if you will, of like, oh my God, I really dodged a bullet. I'm having a great week with my team. Maybe, just maybe, the baseball gods are smiling on me. You know, uh, the pops is hubris and thinking, oh, I've got him where I want him now. Everybody's wanting Wellington Castillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like muscle memory. He couldn't resist, yeah. right? He just had to, had to counter offer. Not sweet enough for Wellington Castillo. Sorry. <laughs> he's a 33-year-old. I mean, it, it fits his personality. He, he's one who always throws out garbage uh, for the first offer and expects you to negotiate with him. So he probably just assumes yeah. nine players for one. Right. It's just right. The mindset as opposed to the actual situation. So yeah, had he, yeah. I mean, that's just silly. So I texted you guys, guys, man, I really just dodged a bullet. Maybe the baseball guys are smiling on me. God, I, I can't imagine what you guys would have said to me if that trade had been like, Rick, what the fuck are you thinking? You know, <laughs> but anyway, so I was enjoying it for about, 24 hours and then doubt started creeping into my mind because i was also enjoying uh, josh bell's epic streak that he's on right and then i started to think to myself why the fuck was tim willing to trade me josh bell <laughs> why was he willing to trade me josh bell because that's your boy we would talk about how great it was and i realized like you were so much more happy that he was doing well than i was i was just like ah fuckers i found a great guy and you were like oh you were like actually really into what was going on. That's sweet. Nice try, Methuselah. I'm not buying it. <laughs> Methuselah. You know, I, I, I really, I realized that maybe I am some pawn in Tim's sick game. See? And that he traded me Josh Bell. I mean, I didn't give him away. You know, uh, you got, who'd you get? Tucker and Kiebert Ruiz and Vogelbach, you know, good players. Yeah. Good prospect and players. Yeah. But I thought to myself, Josh Bell was like, he is first or second or third in the, in the whole league in, in fantasy points. Now, again, he doesn't have a long track record or success. So I believe I was having this internal debate. You know, am I the pawn? Am I not the pawn? And I thought to myself, maybe Tim decided that I'd suffered enough. And maybe some years ago, I, I there was some hidden slight that I had done something to him or I came too close to beating him in one of his untouchable years. And he thought, I'm going to fuck with Greg for the next three years. That didn't happen. And maybe I'm slow, no, no, I came too close to beating you. I didn't beat you. The long con. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The slow knife. That's right. You know, Greg, Publix has two for one on tinfoil right now. Really? <laughs> if you cover your windows, his uh, waves can't get through. Well, I, I had to, I'm in a secret location. <laughs> <laughs> the secret location that you told us at the beginning. <laughs> I left my home. But uh, yeah. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe Tim's engineering all this. He decided that this would be the year for Greg to give Scotty a run. And and that would be a good narrative for the podcast. Okay. And so he gives me Bell. And then just when I'm about to make a stupid trade, in whatever nefarious way he has to do it, he prevents Pops from doing it by making Pops up the ante. Like, he probably saw that on the league website as commissioner and went to Pops and said, you know what, Pops, I will try. You could probably get I will trade you Cody Bellinger for Eugenio Suarez. If only you get Eugenio Suarez from Greg. There you go. <laughs> now you're starting to catch on to how things are. And so, uh, you know, that leaves me feeling, mm, 
either like the baseball gods are smiling on me, thank you, I say nothing to hurt you, or that I'm just one yet another pawn in Tim's sick game. Yep. And honestly, I don't know anymore. I, I just don't know anymore. Uh, what, what is interesting, I mean, it's a pile of shit what you just did, but I was actually in uh, trade talks. It's always a pile of shit. It is, but Pops was trying to get Jordan Alvarez from me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, so he was, he was in mm. fact, in trade talk. Oh, what a coincidence. Oh, he didn't know, Greg. Greg, which which would alter your world more if there really are baseball gods controlling what you what you do or if him is really controlling what you do? Ooh, that's mm. a good question. It's clearly the gods. Has anyone looked at my piece of crap team? I mean, this is not uh, a piece of crap team. This is just another way of kicking Tim while he's down is trying, you know, just I think Jack explained your whole sick uh roller coaster that you get some sick thrill riding on. It's not going to work anymore, man. You're going to have to just admit it. Yes, all right? your team is bad, but has every top prospect from Dominican to California. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm glad that you didn't ruin this run that you're on and didn't didn't successfully execute that particular mm-hmm. trade. Yeah, wouldn't that have been an epic disaster? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know what what was. Why wouldn't Pop take that trade? I wonder. Uh, like I said, it, it it has to be just habit, like or yeah, I don't I don't know I don't get it or pure evil manifesting itself in the world. I I could technically myself and and Tim could technically go in there and you know kill the trade, make it look like Mike's dead. I'm just saying it's mm. possible. I'm mean, mm. sure it wouldn't happen, but it is possible. Maybe Pops is just playing at a, a different level. Um, so maybe that's maybe Pops has got a a much deeper play in mind. <laughs> And how he's going to try to break down this league and control it for years and years and years. Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to suggest that Pop was in some sort of uh, you know, uh, replication of a stock market and he was short selling his scores every week. <laughs> Somehow he was, he was, he was winning by being the, consistently the worst. You know? That would have been a much more believable theory if it was Greg talking about you or Jack. <laughs> Jack, weren't you talking about uh, via text this week with us that you were already getting tired of uh, Kapler? Not well, kind of. I mean, just that the fans are already starting to, and the the writers are starting to talk about it. It, It's um, you know, I can I can go one way or the other. Honestly, this is a guy that, like I said, he started out last year, uh, you know, with a bunch of kids. Nobody really expected much from them, and they did well and. He did things very unorthodox last year. And the glasses, uh, the glasses were fire. Right? Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> so, um, yep, true, true, very true. Uh, but this year, now we're, you know, with everything he's been given, he goes from, you know, that mindset to you better fucking win. I mean, this guy's been given, you know, pretty much every player he should, anyway, most of the players that uh, that they need to win a championship. So Do, does anybody on this podcast know how many managers Bryce Harper had when he was in Washington? <laughs> so he came up in 2012. Does anybody know how many managers he had? Four? I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. So I 2012 don't. to 2018, right? So that's seven seasons. He had six managers. Poor guy. Jesus. Really? How does he thrive with that? He did. And this is exactly how it fucking happens every goddamn time. Bryce Harper gets on the team and everyone starts pointing to, oh, it's the fucking bullpen. Oh, it's the fucking manager. Oh, it's this, it's that, it's that. It's fucking Bryce Harper. What's Bryce Harper hitting right now, that fucking pretty boy? Is it boy? the curse? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. 
He's not hitting well. He's still hitting no. 230. No, you talk about Kapler getting this great team. He's got a 230 hitting right fielder who's got basically the best attribute is his goddamn hair. Like this, <laughs> I, I, I just can't stand this guy. This is this. I'm telling you, this happens every time. And then I don't know who his his agent is. Who is his agent? Is it Boris? Yeah. Yeah. So Boris, right? So Boris starts to feed this. Oh, it's Kapler. Oh, it's this. It's oh, it's that. This guy yeah. is a goddamn cancer on every team he goes to. This is exactly how it played out in Washington. It, it, that's just in shambles right now. And it's the same thing. You know, if if Kapler had a, a team of players that did their goddamn job, it'd be okay. Well, first of all, we're not in shambles. We're in first fucking place. Second of all, <laughs> we're in first fucking place, and you're talking about. Well, I think this manager could go. He's second year manager. Ah, he's probably yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you shouldn't be having these conversations. Listen, in first no, place. honestly, the only thing wrong with it should it, be it, like Kapler's got us in first place, baby. Yeah, he, Harper should be hitting better, obviously, but he's had seasons of 240 and still ended up being one of the better fantasy hitters between his walks and so the guy is doing things. But I agree, he should be a fucking better hitter, especially in in the spot he's hitting. Um, you know, that's, do you move fucking Bryce Harper? Do you drop him to fifth? It hasn't happened yet. Um, the only, honestly, it comes down to a couple injuries. In my opinion, we lost a couple of major, <laughs> you're seriously, you're doing exactly what I'm saying, right? Like, no, I'm trying to explain what, like what's going is. on with us. So we, we, we lost, um, uh, Robertson and we lost Hunter, which are two big acquisitions in the bullpen. And because of that, we're overusing, he is overusing our closer. The only games where we're not losing games, you know, um, uh, uh, three to two, we're, we're losing them 10 to nine. Nine so, save again, opportunities is overusing your closer. Listen, that's what I'm trying to tell you. We've <laughs> The team has had 20. So if your closer is nine of nine and pitching great and the team has had 20 save opportunities, why the fuck isn't he in there 20 times? And the other guys are blowing saves. That's what's going on, which is mismanaging. The problem is our bullpen is not good. So he sends our closer into games that he shouldn't fucking be in. And then right. when the game comes up that he should be in, he's not ready because he overpitched. Our closer has pitched the most innings, but has only been in there for nine of our 20 save opportunities. Mm. That, in my opinion, is mismanaged. Mm. Detective swag, pretty solid work. And then, like I said, the question of do you move Bryce Harper from the three spot if he doesn't start picking it up at some point? Um, you know, that's a tough fucking call. But fuck yes, you do. What do you do with any any right fielder with a half of war right now? You know, two months into the season, right? I mean, it makes me think. You know, I was just thinking as we were doing this discussion. Do you would you guys agree that of all the four major sports, it's most difficult to assess the value and ability of a major league manager compared to head coaches and other other sports? I think it is. Yes, I would agree with you. I just like to list the victims of Bryce Harper: Jim Riggleman, John McLaren, <laughs> Davey Johnson, Matt Williams, Dusty Baker. And uh, Dave Martinez, who's hanging on a thread with the shit of a team that he was left with. So Dusty Baker. In their memory. Now, yeah. There's a Dusty I can respect. Probably the only baseball man That's named right. Dusty that I have any respect for. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. Again, not saying he, they listen to the podcast or anything, but he did go from very uh, proper and, and boxed answers to you know swinging his dick pretty hard this week. Yeah, right? oh, but it's all that. behind the keyboard. He's a keyboard tiger. Right, right, right. right. He's always been a keyboard tiger, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, he was very professional in his shit talking when we had him face to face. But damn, I I am really slow this morning. It just took me that long to realize who you were actually oh. cracking on with that. Dusty comment. Yeah, yeah, that's not that abnormal, Joe. Um, <laughs> get, with get with us, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I, again, going back to Harper, I I personally wouldn't mind seeing him move, you know, in the lineup uh, at this point. But again. Uh, a guy that's hitting 230, he's still getting on base. He's still scoring runs. He's still, you know, so again, he's not what he should be. He, he won't get moved, though, because he'll pout about it. Right. That's yeah. right. That's the concern. Yeah. Right. And exactly. and at that point, right, does does that make Kapler a good manager? <laughs> not, <laughs> you know, not allowing his player to pout, or is he a better manager telling him to shut the fuck up, and when he hits, he can go where he's supposed to go? But I do agree with Tim on one thing. He does have fantastic hair. He does. This is He's great. a five out of five on the Dawn meter. There's no question about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to share with you guys that I've, uh, I've expanded on, the, on my thoughts on the Dawn meter. And I now nice. I do have the five Dawns, you know, for each level of looks, oh. too. So, please. to me, please share. Uh, number one would be Dawn Zimmer. That's the lowest. That's about where we're all at, right? No, that's, no. That's... We're, we're, we're on level two. Dawn, Dry, Dawn Drysdale. Don Drysdale's okay. two. Not a good-looking guy. Okay. Kind of lurpy. Uh, number three. <laughs> lurpy? Is that a word? Yeah, I think so. Kind of lurpy. three. <laughs> kind of, yeah, a little too, I don't know, a little too much X chromosome in that gene pool, I think. Um, Don, Don Sutton would be number three. Okay. We're getting up there. Nice hair, little, uh, got that 70s yeah. hair going. Don Baylor, number four. Okay. Uh, and then Don Mattingly, exactly. number five. I'm with it. All right. We have the official Don. Yeah, so four out of five on the Don scale, three out of five on the Don scale, that sort of thing. HQ. Yeah, that, that's how HQ is expressed on a five-point yeah. scale. If we made an HQ ruler, it would have little pictures <laughs> yeah. of each. Instead of, of war, it's Don. He's yeah. a four. Right, right, right. Well, he's a solid four on, on Don. 4D, 3D. Yeah. Yep. D-O-N, yeah. I, I've, uh, <laughs> I've written an email to baseballreference.com and asked them to consider adopting that i like it you know and then you have the similarity index by age you know they can be like bryce harper who's he most similar to and it's like a young roger maris you know that's sort of like, <laughs> in terms of hq there's your asterisk yeah it's <laughs> it's coming it's coming anyway sorry okay boys let's go ahead and take a quick break and uh fill up the cup of uh with whatever it is you're drinking and we'll coming. come back and we'll talk about uh Talk about an interesting podcast that Greg came across uh, that you might find interesting uh, because we sure did. See you in a minute. So say that again, and then, you know, let's all imagine that instead of Tim reading that those facts out loud, he's reading it for the first time off the screen at three in the morning as he's doing his research. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> so it's 3 a.m. on a Tuesday night. This is Tim's mind. We're hearing people. 5.2, 3.7, 1.1. Tim, Tim, it's Tammy. 
my god aren't you coming to bed it's three in the morning this has to stop quit your obsession with bryce harper and come to bed for god's sakes it's killing you that's, that's what actually happened yeah. 10. Yes. are you up yeah. again in the middle of the night looking up bryce harper statistics <laughs> Okay, Bacher Nation, welcome back. Greg, you've been doing some research mm-hmm. on some of the other podcasts that we're in competition with on the amateur charts. And uh, I think you, you said you stumbled across one that really impressed you. So I wanted to uh, find out if that, in fact, is the case. There's a couple, actually. You know, I looked at the ones that were immediately in our kind of vicinity of the rankings. And, mm-hmm. and the one that I've enjoyed the most um, was uh, Hello Akron. You know, it's a, it's a great podcast. But I've also, there's another one that's uh up and coming as well it's right near us in the rankings called bad butter you know and i'll uh <laughs> I'll, I'll listen for it for you guys i'll listen to it for you guys and i'll send you some of the best clips that i find so what do you have any any sense of what this bad butter yes, I mean, right? you guys want me to, like well i can describe it to you eerily as exactly as it is uh, we don't want you to spoil the bad butter <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that uh, you know, yeah. Should if, I teach it you, a little bit? Oh, I think you should because if we actually end up, if I go out and search this and start to put some some audio clips out there, I really want to make sure our audience understands, you know, what's happening. Well, so you guys know the premise of Hello Akron, and we've enjoyed some of that. But Bad Butter, if you guys ever seen like those infomercials for products like the Smokeless Grill, you know, or the or the Red Copper Pans, you know, this sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's uh, it's an infomercial style uh, presentation of a podcast. There's a male and there's a female, and the male is the primary pitchman, and he's talking about um, these delicious. It's kind of a cooking show, like in the delicious recipes. You know what butter contributes to the recipes in each of the cases, and how delicious and and savory each of these creations are. But they don't fail to mention the deadly consequences of eating too much butter as well, <laughs> and, and the impact that it has on the cholesterol levels of the host. And his his family history of heart disease and uh, you know that's one thing. But, entertaining and responsible. Yeah, even as they're discussing the the dire consequences that he faces in his very near young future, they can't uh, they can't stop themselves from acknowledging how delightful the 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 tarts and the delicious and the uh, and, yeah, and the croissants are. I mean, it's it's a real juxtaposition of uh, reality where. But but people tough one. yeah but people catch, you can't catch you can't resist it it's it's you, yeah. you love it and you hate it and that's why they call it bad butter you know it's like these people from condition. Sheboygan they're from Sheboygan Michigan right? ah see I was gonna say Wisconsin or uh, Minnesota or yeah something. they're the, yeah they're winter they're winterly people that's for sure you know. <laughs> know their way around a polka in fact i i've heard a, a podcast in that area that was very much like that but it was about crack. it's actually smoking crack with pokey is the name of the podcast and it's just <laughs> like that except you know he just smokes crack yeah. pretty much yeah well <laughs> that's right in our orbit that's what you're saying is so bad butter and smoking crack with pokey 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 oh yeah. pokey yep and hello, Akron. Oh, that's completely different. Well, I'm gonna. I, I've reached out to the Bad Butter folks, and I'm trying to. I'm negotiating to to allow them to use some of their clips and, and share them with us because they're 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 wonderful. They are. I mean, truly, the the items that they're preparing uh, sound delicious and deadly. I mean, deadly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> They have a catchphrase on the show. Butter makes it better. Butter makes you deader. You know, that's... that's (laughs) 
It's it's a delight, you know. It, it, it sounds like it's it. full of uh, you know folksy charm. Uh, that's the best way I would describe it. Folksy charm. How have I missed this? I'll look forward to that. <laughs> I, I will say, guys, you know, in terms of us being ripped off for ideas, you know, and unique lists that we put together. I don't, like I was listening on the flight up to uh, one of the old podcasts and Jack describing his labor-intensive research into who should be the nominees for last year's HQ award during the Bakis. Uh, those are good times. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to the Pirates game the other day, and Pirates uh, announcer Greg Brown, longtime announcer, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he was a secret Atlas Bach fan because he started describing <laughs> during this broadcast that he wanted to put together for the Pirates an all-time list of the most stoic Pirates at each position. Mm, see? And I thought that was a particularly like niche thing. And, 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 mm. and, and Bob Walk, my favorite announcer, was his broadcast partner that night. He's like, well, who do you think would be on that list? And he's like, well, far and away, like, like Greg Brown had been thinking about this because he was immediately ready with a name. <laughs> he was like, well, far and away, the, the most stoic pirate I've ever encountered was Jason Thompson, who was a mediocre power hitting first baseman for a few years with the Pirates before they traded him in like the 80s. And Bob was like, oh, yeah, Jason didn't talk much. And Greg Brown was like, didn't talk much. That guy had zero personality. Like, you know, (laughs) there was nothing there. Like, I'd never heard an announcer rip into like a living former player so viciously. He's like, that that guy was just a complete blank. (laughs) I should have looked up the definition of stoic before he started throwing comments like that around. But it was funny. And I thought, oh, man, they, they're they wanting to get uh, some of these, what the fans want. They want to know lists yeah. like this. That's right. That's right. We're cutting edge right here. Joe, Joe resents the fact that uh, Greg Brown misused stoic, too, because I know <laughs> Joe <laughs> prides himself on his stoicism. That's right. Words mean things. He is. Like, I, I really feel like we missed Joe this episode. Like, he was so active and involved when he had just given up. And now <laughs> he's back in it. And he's back into the kind of, like, I'm going to stand here. And He's in the middle of the road, not wanting to get trampled by the baseball gods on the freeway. Of- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's in a very, yeah, very uh, precarious position right now. He needs... Uh- I've been cooking since about 6.30, so... Excuse me. What kind of vehicle would Cruck be driving to take you out when you're on the highway, right? You said run over it down there. Oh, Lincoln Continental. Oh. A great big tow truck. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, an old, yeah, beat-up tow truck. A Hummer. He might be getting a Hummer while he's driving down the highway, but... There you go. Welcome back, Joe. Yeah, there you go. All right, all right. Thank you. There you go. So, uh, just this isn't for the for con- the consumption of Bacchanation, but since May third, the second highest downloads. Which country is it? What would you guess by percentage? By percentage, I seem to remember we had a fairly robust Russian fan base. Yeah, no one from uh, any of the either current Russian or former Soviet Union um, countries has downloaded us. Oh, they they're banning us. They don't want they don't want their people to know what the freedom really tastes like. <laughs> Radio Free Greg. German. Not France. 22% of our downloads have, are happen, have happened in France. Mm. France, really? Well, just remember, they like Jerry Lewis, too. That's right. Yeah, I think we discussed that. Our one listener in, uh. in the United Kingdom download once, never downloaded again. That was it. Uh, we have... We were too dry for them. Right? We were too spicy. One, uh, <laughs> 1% of our downloads come from the Great White North, Canada. Hmm. Okay. The Brits are like comedy unless they're boobs jiggling like Benny Hill. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that does help. They don't want to see the boobs jiggling on this podcast. No, that's that's kind of of <laughs> Joe would make a hell of a Benny Hill, though, wouldn't yeah. he? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm the guy where you got him on the head. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Benny. So, number one episode, most downloaded episode <laughs> since May 3rd, since we got onto our new platform. Not the crispest of episodes. Mm. The irony. The, right, exactly. <laughs> that explains everything. Let's name this one, This Episode Sucks, and see if we can beat it. <laughs> Good try. I no, forbid I you to listen. <laughs> I think it's going to be delicious but deadly, but I, I don't know. Man. That's just the first one that came there up right now. That was too good. That's not then, bad. Uh, fixing Baseball, number two, with 48 downloads. Mm. Which uh, one? Uh, fixing baseball. Uh, and I think there's just a lot of people that click on that and go, like, what, what the, what? Yeah, there's probably a lot of people from the MLB network. That right. Well, there's probably a lot of people one. Googling baseball is broken, and then that comes up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe it's... Maybe it's Vegas gamblers fixing baseball. Oh, yeah, that's true. I can actually tell how long they listen by episode. Oh, no, I don't want to know that because that's the depressing. Yeah, yeah that's, there's nothing good to come from this, Tim. Don't, don't ruin it. <laughs> Point zero zero. Six seconds. No, like most people listen a long time, that's but good. I'll just leave it at that. Thank you. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to jet because I got my family queuing up. We got to get going on our merriment. And stuff. There you go. Well, good luck. Enjoy. Don't they support you on the things that you no. love? Like, no, what the of fuck, course right? not. No. Did you think think about a, a replication of me? Yeah. You know, like a, a gene pool that shares all the same genes with me. Do they seem like the type of people that would support one another with the things they love? <laughs> this, might, this might be the first time that his family's involved that he made the podcast, actually. Wasn't yeah. that an excuse the last couple times yeah. that his family? It was commitment. Let's let's hope you win enough to pay for the trip. Yeah, absolutely. All right, boys. Thanks. All right. Tell Bryce I love him. Yeah, I will. The Who played here last night, and it was like fifteen dollar tickets. Oh, really? Crazy. Yeah, Rogers. They are like ninety. Yeah, Rogers' voice is not the same. I guess. All right, boys. Later. (laughs) Later. Okay, boys. Well, of the remaining guys that didn't (laughs) sabotage our recording because they left early, (laughs) I hope you have a great Sunday. Be good, well. fellas. Appreciate yep. it. All right. Have... Good luck, Adios. y'all. Bye-bye. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I know. You don't face your demons down. You gotta grapple them, Jack, and pin them to the ground. The devil may care, maybe God, he won't. I better make sure you check on the do's and the don'ts. Crawl up the mountain to reach where the eagles fly. Sure, you can glimpse from the mountain top where the soul of the muse might rise. And if you put it all together, you won't have to look around. You know you cast a long shadow on the ground. Then one day I could tell my tracks About the holes in the soles of my shoes And that's the day I said I'm gonna make the news And falling back in the garden A day so long ago Somewhere in the memory The sun shines on you, boy And playing in the arroyos Where the American rivers flow from the Appalachians down to the Delta Roads 
A man can't think so long His brain could well explode There's trains running through the junctions And King Cotton's down the road And if you put it all together You won't have to look around You know you cast a long shadow on the ground To the country, the night jar and the bell. I listen to the night's dreamliner, sounding like the wolves of hell. Head for the water, the waters of the cleansing spell. It was always our destination on the express of the Nedu Wells. And we rocked through Madison City, man, we didn't even know she was there. And when we hit the boppers in Memphis, a Beale Street didn't have no prayer. And I hear punks talk of anarchy, I hear hobos on the railroads, I hear mutterings on the chain gangs. It was those men who built the roads. And if you put it all together, you didn't even once relent. You cast a long shadow And that is your testament Somewhere in my soul There's always rock and roll See, now he's the second host that is hosting from a young man's bedroom. So, I know. <laughs> the other one is not Joe. The other one is our fifth member, Father Mike. Canseco <laughs> <laughs> and McGuire as the Bash Brothers in Oakland is on. And there's another is, one called Dick is in a on, Boat or something. Dick in a like Box. That. You've never <laughs> seen Dick in a Box? No. Oh my God! I'm still. Why would I watch something entitled? It, it was on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> now, if I if I send you a YouTube video most, to your phone, can you watch unless it? Unless it's like a porn video or something. I can't believe that you've been to any Halloween party in the last five or seven years and not seen someone walking around with a box taped to their crotch. Like, well, he may have seen it and just and that's not understood it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thought so it was. It, uh, it looks like something Jack or Greg would do, so it must be normal. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I, I want to put in a claim for uh, Vlad Jr.'s unborn male child. <laughs> Vlad Guerrero the third. May I? Let's <laughs> keep the blood. I think Chris up. already has him. In 2039, I'll, I'll be so happy that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 627 of Atlas Box. Yeah. <laughs> hi, this message is for Blair Tidings. Uh, hi, Blair. I'm uh, I'm calling about the apartment that I saw advertised. Uh, we had an appointment to meet today, but unfortunately, uh, I'm required to be in Zanesville County Court this morning, and it had slipped my mind. A friend reminded me. Um, but I do intend to move to Akron, as you can imagine, if you've ever been to Zanesville, the appeal that Akron holds, I, I don't have to tell you. Um, but the most important question I have regarding the apartment, which, by the way, the uh, 360 virtual tour online, very, very striking, uh, is it toaster oven friendly? 
Um, I know that might sound like an odd question, but I'm just one of those people who loves things baked in a toaster oven. Uh, all started, uh, probably too much information, but it all started when I was a young man and uh, an uncle of mine, uh, my Uncle Al, had left a piece of pizza in the toaster oven overnight. I think he had a little too much to drink between you and me. And anyway, the next morning I woke up to cook my breakfast fish sticks and I just kind of haphazardly threw them in there on top of the pizza. And uh, what I discovered is that basically anything can become a hot pocket uh, under the right circumstances. Anyway, uh, I have a Eastern European toaster oven. It's quite a large unit. Apparently they were used for any number of uh, you know, useful activities over in Eastern Europe, not just strictly limited to kitchen type of things. Interestingly, they actually used to keep them in their bedrooms. Uh, they're, they're larger than most, and they have one of those really funky European plugs. Anyway, uh, toaster oven friendly, that's the important thing. It's a large unit. I did build a bench specifically for it. Uh, I made it out of a park bench that I found in uh, a park here in Zanesville. Anyway, give me a call back and we can uh, reschedule. Thanks.